All right, so the All-Star Weekend has come and gone. Thank God for that. And the Colorado Avalanche, well represented during the weekend in Florida. So we'll talk about how Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, and Nathan McKinnon did over the All-Star Weekend. And a few more grades to get to, mid-season grades, before we get back to meaningful games, all that. And then some new episode of Lockdown Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And uh, as you can see, if you are on YouTube, despite my disdain for the All-Star game, I do still like the uniforms that they wear sometimes. Uh, this is the old Joe Sackick one from, from way back Very in the nice. day. Yeah. So uh, other than that, is there much to get excited about over the All-Star weekend? We'll talk about that. We have a few more grades to get to, uh, mainly defensemen today, because we kind of got through most of the forwards. So we have defensemen today. They were finishing up the defensemen. And then tomorrow, uh, we'll do Georgiev and Pavel Francos. And that will kind of wrap up our midseason grades before they hit the ice again against Pittsburgh. But let's jump into this All-Star weekend. Um Comes and goes, and there's so it seems like there's so much fanfare before an all-star game starts, and then when it's over, you're like, eh, okay, they, they never live up to the hype anymore. Um, so, well, I just always think when I was a kid, like I loved all-star games, especially yeah. the NBA one. Oh, yeah. uh, but it just seems like now they just kind of go through the motions, just kind of like days off for them, which I get, which is, is totally fine. But from a, a spectator point of view, the game itself is kind of a, a letdown. We'll get to that in a minute, but the Avalanche did very well at the All-Star Weekend. And you had Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen winning the splash shot, which was a new event, which was kind of enjoyable. Um, Kale McCarr kind of biffed on the fastest <laughs> skater, which I'm sure he will uh, hear for the duration of his career. Uh, but overall, and then during the game, uh, you, you, had, you had they played together. Yep. which kind of surprised me. I didn't want them to because this is when you get to do things outside of your normal team and play with different guys and be on different lines, but they put the three of them together for both games uh, and they, they got a ton of points. We'll go through the stats and stuff like that, but overall, I think the Avalanche did for the All-Star Weekend. The Avalanche, uh, it was nice that they kind of went in two forwards, one D guy because they could play together. Um Usually, like typical All Star Game formats, it's just kind of like conference. But now this is like it's it's division. Hmm. So I mean, it's not like the Avs are looking forward to playing with Tarasenko and Robo. Like you're probably. I would think. Yeah, I would think that like Nathan McKinnon would want to go play with someone. Like yeah, like Robertson or Kirill Kaprizov or something like that. Because you're not going to be able to do that. I think it would like Sid and Nate. Everybody knows that's something that'd be cool to see together. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of stories of like, I don't know how you structure it where that could happen, but 
You'd have to Espe- fantasy Espe- draft it, basically. Especially with the rivalry with the Blues and the Wild. Like, the Central, they're not really fond of each other. Like, I... Yeah. You don't really, like, other than Sid and Ovi, like, you don't really dream of pairings because these guys just do not like each other. So, no. to see the Avalanche roll through it, everybody performed, everybody looked good, except for Kale McCarr. He's human. Um, <laughs> what do you know? But, I mean... Yeah. It is what it is, but... I mean, it's so, the all-star weekend and skills right. competition. I mean, as, far what you... as, as far as the stats go, um, in the first game between the Central and the Pacific, which the Central won uh, six to four, Nathan McKinnon with two goals, Rantanen with two assists, Kale McCarr didn't have anything in that game. And then in the final, uh, the Central went up against the Atlantic. They lost seven to five, but it really wasn't even that close. No. Um, the Central got some goals like right towards the end to make it look a little bit more respectable. And McKinnon with another goal and two more assists. So five points total for Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Rantanen with a goal and an assist in the final. And Kale McCarr with a goal and two assists in the final as well. So overall for the Avalanche between the skills day and the game day, very well. Like They, they, they represented the team well in terms of winning some uh you know events and the skills skills competition and putting up a, a bunch of points during the game so you like to see that anyway and i wonder if they had one if the central had one we were you know we did a show before before the weekend and ranking who we thought would have got the mvp we both had mckinnon last because yep. we just thought he was just going to go out there and kind of just go through the motions everybody was doing that yeah. uh but he maybe I don't think they would give it to a losing team because there's guys on the other team that are scoring like bonkers. If you're going to give it to a guy specifically on the winning team, probably would have went to Nathan McKinnon. Oh yeah. Easily, easily. And with the avalanche performance, like, you know, you always think of it as like non avalanche fans watching avalanche players, probably for the first time this year, the Avs look like defending Stanley cup champions in an all-star game. Like they had that (laughs) swagger and like, in the All-Star game, Kale had like that additional extra little intro where he was like fastest player to 200 points. Mm. And I was like, nobody else really had that little wrinkle or extra. It's nice to see. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. they're giving yeah. us a little swag and Nathan right. blew through his. Yeah. So as far as the the whole weekend is kind of looked at, um, you know, it, it's fan service. Fan, You know, fans are going to want to see. And if you're... I, I hesitate to say if you're there, it's even better. I had a friend of mine who was there, and he and he's not a big hockey guy, uh, but he texts me and he's like, "This is boring." He was talking about the game, the game itself. He's like, "This is just flat out boring." So, uh, and I tend to agree with him for the game. You're here. You were hearing a lot of people not liking the skills competition. I disagreed with that, and I'm not sitting here saying like I thought the skills competition was like must see TV. And it was just entertainment from beginning to end. But I sat through the skills competition, thoroughly entertained for three hours, where the game itself, if I I, kind of wish there were no avalanche players in it. So I didn't have to sit through that just to, if anything happened with them, like they did win the whole thing and somebody found the avalanche won the the, uh, MVP. Like we would have to talk about that, obviously. I'll tell you this, my wife, like whenever there's a hockey game on that I'm watching and she, she always like calls for me or she'll send me like a text if she's in another room and she'll just be like, 
at the next commercial break, can you do whatever? And she was saying that, and I'm like, I don't need to wait till the commercial yeah. break to help you do something because Please, I don't. What care. do you need? <laughs> I don't care that like, and that's just where I was with with the game. But the skills competition, I I was entertained by it. I think they tried different things. You had your normal events with the speed competition and the accuracy competition. And then they threw in the dunk tank, which was fun to watch. They threw in the golf thing, which it was a little bit hokey, but it was different. I don't know. Like, I'm fine with the skills competition. I was. And this is how crazy this is. I was beating the drum for the All-Star game going into this. And then on the other end, I'm like, I've changed my tune on both. The Mm -hmm. skills competition... You have to think of it two ways. The skills competition sucked. The new things what? they what? added yeah. were great. I loved the golf. I loved the mm-hmm. dunk tank. But like that's not going to be back next year. No. That's not going to happen in Toronto. So. But I kind of like that, though. Like I kind of like next year, what are they going to do? They can't do the dunk tank. Okay, but they can come mm. up with something new. So I'm looking forward to that part yeah. of it. Go and ahead. like it, talking about the Vegas All Star Game, like everybody was loving the targets in the with and, like the, in the Bellagio the pool, thing. yeah, and, and the, the target, and the thing. black, yeah, right. Those right. are the things we're walking away from. But those are like the new wrinkles. Mm-hmm. The skills competition, as it is, it's been the same since nineteen whatever. Right. Garbage. So I, I, I think they should do away with hardest shot. That's like so anticlimactic right now, it, and it's just like. Every like you know with with the dunk competition in the NBA, I think that's just kind of like worn out. So but guys try to reinvent something and do something different for that. With the hardest shot, it's like it's not like you're going to get a guy that shoots a puck 115 miles an hour. It's the same every year. I think you should do away with that one. I, it, I'm not big on that. It shouldn't close, but the thing they should. Um just kill with fire right now immediately league office memo mm. the breakaway challenge has to be see i okay let's let let's <clears throat> take our first break here and then you'll get my my feelings on the the breakaway challenge all right uh but first we're going to hear from athletic greens and we've been talking about athletic greens here for quite a while if you want better gut health more energy if you want to optimize your immune system but you hate taking pills and vitamins Every day, why not take the supplement Athletic Greens? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special ingredient, excuse me, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, everything that's important to you. And it's uh, lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo vegan or dairy free or even gluten free it's healthy for you it contains less than one gram of sugar there's no gmos no nasty chemical or artificial flavoring or tasting or anything uh it tastes delicious and mm-hmm. uh, costs you less than three dollars a day and you're investing in your health so it's cheaper than your starbucks or duncan cold brew habit and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash locked on NHL. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash locked on, excuse me, slash NHL network. There we go. Athleticgreens.com slash NHL network and take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, breakaway challenge. Um, the thing with the breakaway challenge is, is it's funny because last year we all loved it. We all loved the breakaway challenge because it was, you know, you had Trevor Zegras doing his dodgeball, uh, you know, reenactment. And, you know, th there was some good, mo it can be, you had, uh, What's his name on, on the Devils? Uh, Hughes. Jack, yeah, Jack Hughes. Uh, Jack, Jack Hughes doing that like <clears throat> kind of because uh, it was in Vegas. So he did like the magic trick thing. It can be entertaining. This one in, in Florida was pretty cringeworthy. It was pretty bad, right? It, but, it, it yeah. felt like n they said exactly what you said in the production meeting. And they said, we have to make it just like last year as entertaining. Like none of it felt connected to the players like it no. felt like i want you this is how we're going to set it up all right kachucks you're going to walk out and it's going to be like you're at the beach okay and they're just like okay sure yeah, and you and can tell it. in their face was, like yeah. they're just like let's just get this over with there was no depth to it at all you know what i mean and even the the miami vice one like he just walked out looked like miami vice and then took a shot on that like i, I it, it was it didn't it didn't the, the end end product end result was not good but I am okay with it because number one, it's different. Like yep. nobody else does anything like that. The NBA doesn't do anything like that. And when you have hockey guys who are so just monotone when when they when they're doing interviews and, and they don't really come out of their shell that much, it's nice to see them attempting to do that. Yep. Does it fall on its face? Sure. Sometimes it does. And I'm also okay with how they did it in terms of spacing it out. Mm -hmm. Because last year, and I think all the years before, it was just one after the other after the other. And now they did one, they did other events, and then they came back and did another one. And then did other events and came back and did another one. And they did that with almost every event. Like with the golf thing, they all took their tee shots, and then they went to other events. And then they came back and they did their approach shot. And then, even with the dunk tank, you did round one. Like, I loved that they did that. Even with the fastest skater, um, it was almost like, you know, the Olympics, like when it was like the Olympic swimming and you yep. have all those like uh, qualifying meets in the beginning and then you have to watch later at night to see the fight. It was something like that. It wasn't just like we just do all these things, get them over with. I loved how they broke it all apart. And some people hated that, but I was completely fine. It kept you engaged. It kept you Having to watch, if you wanted to see who won it, you had to watch to the end. So from a programming standpoint, that's pretty smart. Or some of the people might have just tuned out. But I, I, I was okay with the pacing of it. And I think that's where it lost a lot of people. But I don't know. Like I, I, I'm fine with the breakaway challenge simply because it's different. Is it always going to be a home run? Definitely not. And I think we saw that. But we've seen where it can be a home run. And I think you need to get guys like that involved. I can't do it every single year. You can't rely on Trevor Zegers every single year. But I think with the league, you know, the 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 youth of the league who is more out there, you know, is more like social media friendly. Like I think you you should be getting better breakaway challenges from here on out. 
At least yeah. I hope so. Yeah, this was it, this was bad, and it was a because like you watch NBA All Star games, you I guess you watch the flag football Pro Bowl thing. I didn't I watch that. No, it's anyway. but it's one of those things that you're scrolling through, and if you're curious, you're like, let me turn this on. I I cringe and I shudder and my stomach flips if any fan that hasn't checked out the NHL in a while turned on that breakaway challenge and like PK was trying his best to make it interesting but my he was. word he like was. it's those were so bad and I just felt bad I was like well this is not going to help the sport at all to me like the, like the Ovechkin Crosby thing that was great it it was good because of because of Ovechkin's kid yeah it, it had nothing that, to do with him. No, yeah. and it was being touted as the two of them. Yeah. So I mean, thank God for for Alex Ovechkin's son because that was like the cuteness factor. But they did nothing. They just got to center ice, signed a jersey for PK Subban, and then that was it. Like I, that they didn't even have away. to sign the jersey. Just say, <laughs> "Hey, everybody, here's OVG year." Exactly. I don't know, man. Like that. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was failed, but. Um, I thought it was like the 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 dunk tank or splash shot, whatever you want to call that. Right. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh Miko Ranton and Kale McCarr won the thing. How poetic was it that Kale McCarr dunked Adam Fox <laughs> from the New York Rangers? Because those two are gonna be, you know, neck and neck for Norris trophies for the next decade. So that was kind of cool to see that. If they ever bring that back, the coaches that represent need to be on the dunk. They don't need to dunk other players. They need to no. dunk the coach to get them incorporated well, in the skills it, competition in some yeah, way. That would be a bad idea. That would be a bad idea. What I didn't understand was, I, you know, when they released the names, who's going to be in it? I love seeing Igor Shosturkin's name. Yeah, that, that was cool. Why did he – can't he use a regular stick? Why did they make him use his goalie stick? Like, that is so difficult to get lift, like like an, an accuracy and he with a goalie too. stick. He did. He knocked a few down. But he, I don't think he knocked. He didn't even get a chance to dunk whoever he was trying to dunk. Let give the guy like put it on an even playing field, man. That I, was that was went out there barefoot too, and I'm like, this dude. A lot of guys did, yeah. Yep. Um, now, I think like what they need and is an event that you can end on that people are are sticking around for. And I feel like it changes every year. Like this year, it was the accuracy, right? That was the last event. And that was exciting, man, because Connor McDavid doing Connor McDavid, I think goes four for four, gets all four uh, targets in less than 10 seconds. And the funny thing is, so now he goes on and he's going up against Nazem Kadri in the next round and Kadri beats him. Yeah. And if you were like watching it, the announcers for ESPN, and this is where it kind of like frustrated me a little bit because they were just focused on Connor McDavid, understandably so. It took them a good 30 seconds before they even realized Nazem Kadri beat him. Yeah. So I know he's, you know, the golden boy and everything, but I, th- I love that because it just goes to show you like there's other guys in this league too that are pretty darn good um, at accuracy. So, you know, and I think Kadri won that whole thing. Yep. He won, yeah. No, no, no. The guy from the yeah, Islanders won it, but yeah. Uh, but it, it shows like you're they understand they're trying to sell the league on this all star game, like talking Connor McDavid. So, like those moments when they're having to readjust and realize, hey, he did not win. What do we do? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh no, uh, yeah. people are gonna t- tune out now. Like, oh no, 
Um, but people are getting upset because it's like, well, he didn't miss a shot and it should, well, you can't like, you know, with accuracy, there's speed. Like there's two things involved here, speed and accuracy. He had the accuracy. He had the speed too, but you know, he fumbled that last puck that was kind of thrown his way. And that's where Kadri kind of slid in and, and beat him. So no crime. Yeah, you, no crime. you know, I don't get upset because have has have we brought up anybody's all-star game performances when we do grades? Guess what? In two days, yeah. you're going to forget everything. Yeah. It's going to be wiped yeah. from your mind, men in black style. Yeah, it's just so, yeah. Just because you, Connor McDavid didn't win, it's going to be all right. What'd you think of that Tendy tandem thing? I love that. It took me a little while to figure out like the point system. And and I know they explained it in the beginning, yep. but I wasn't paying 100% attention. And I, tr- I was trying to figure it out on the fly. Once I figured out, like, okay, depending on what that goalie shoots mm-hmm. dictates what the breakaway is, um, I, it kind of, okay, I get it now. So I thought that was cool. I think that that's one that's kind of here to stay because that was one that was done indoors, obviously. So I, I sat cool. there with my kids watching that and i asked them all the events which one was your favorite ironically enough that they said the goalie yeah um and i guess uh shesterkin he did not shoot the full length uh shots i think it was uh omark who did which Mm -hmm. kind of surprised me because shesterkin's got you know he's really good puck handler um i guess he lost a bet i guess he lost he lost a coin flip between mm-hmm. him and Allmark to who was going to be in, in goal. So that's how they figured that out. Um, I don't know, man. Like overall, I, I was so much more entertained, like I said, with the skills competition and the people hating it. I don't know what you expect. Are you expecting like this Steven Spielberg, like, uh, you know, or or like you know, James Cameron, like three-hour Avatar movie or something? Like it's an all-star weekend. It's pretty much dumb, most yeah. of it. But as far as entertainment, if you feel like if you want to compare the two, if you feel like, you know, the the skills competition was less entertaining than the actual game. I'm not sure what you're watching. I, I, I To me, do away with the game. Yep. And I know that will never, ever happen. But I think the game is just stale. Um, they're going not, they're not even going at half speed. Yep. They're going at like 25 percent speed. And, and it just. It's after, not fun to watch. After this year, I have always been on the opposite side of our debates with the All-Star game. After this year, I've now joined your team. Mm. Now, team, get rid of the All-Star game. Let's just have the skills challenge and let that be the All-Star game. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Do something. I mean, I know you got to play a game, but you're not going to get together for a weekend just to do some skills competitions and that's it for the weekend. But I, I don't know who. what you do. Says I don't know what you do. Yeah. Says Gary Bettman because they, they don't. Hey, Gary, they haven't played a game in the, at least the last four years. So it's, 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 it's tough. So next year is in Toronto. Um, they had it back in 2000, year 2000. So um, you got to think Colorado's in the mix at some point here because uh, well, the last one they had was 97, 98. I don't know. I have the puck for it somewhere. I, I think, wasn't it? I think it was it 01 or 02? Oh, no, you're right. It was 01. I think it was, yeah. was it? I don't yeah. know. I think it, it was like one oh two. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. So they're due pretty soon. So we. I shall mean, see. if Toronto got it in two thousand, that means we're next up. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Maybe we'll see. Um. All right. So we're gonna hear from uh, FanDuel, and then we have a couple more grades 
to get to uh, before before Tuesday, where we can play some meaningful hockey again. So, uh, and we have some news there, which I didn't bring up in the beginning. So we'll talk about that in a second. First, we got FanDuel, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that's FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And what perfect time to download the FanDuel app and get involved because Super Bowl 57 is less than a week away, and you can get a no-sweat first bet over at FanDuel, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, all those prop bets that you know and love when it comes to the Super Bowl. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, sir. So like we said, uh, we're kind of doing some grades here. I do want to get to a little bit of news that uh, Jared Bednar pumped out there. Boom, Byram and Val Nechuskin will be back for this game on Tuesday against uh, Pittsburgh. Josh Manson, he says, is not quite there yet, but it sounds like he is very close. And they do anticipate Gabe Landeskog to start skating relatively soon. I don't think you have a time frame on that. Well, the time frame we have now for him coming back is like mid-March. So uh, he should start skating here soon, but Byram's finally coming back. And you got Valentin coming back again. <laughs> And I mean, you're, you're watching both of these guys now with with at least for, you know, not usually with Nachuskin, but for this year, you're watching both these guys like, oh, God, I hope this just stay healthy. Don't get injured again for some reason. <clears throat> Bo Byram's still going to be the greatest mystery in the game of hockey. An LBI that took you out that long that you didn't mm -hmm. react to treatment. And there were so many setbacks and startups. And I'm going to be watching Bo Byram. I need that what they had yeah. last year in the playoffs when you could just watch Kale McCarr or Nate McKinnon. <laughs> just, I need yeah. that where I could just watch Bo yeah. Byram like yeah. a hawk. We'll see. I'll see. I'm interested to see how many minutes he logs in his first game back. That'd be a fan duel so, bet right there. There you It'll go. Probably yep. be 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get to a few more grades here. Uh, this one's going to be all defense. We got Eric Johnson, we got Brad Hunt. And we got Mr. Curtis McDermott. So uh, let's start with EJ. 48 games played. He's played in every game. Zero goals, seven assists. He's got a plus minus of six. Uh, Ten penalty minutes, and that's pretty much it for uh, Mr. Eric Johnson. He's been around forever. He's in the last year of his contract. Uh, we'll talk about that, you know, in the offseason. Um, but... I, I just getting the impression like right now he's just he's just a body out there right now. You're, you're not expecting him to score. Um, defensively, he's still you know okay. He doesn't do anything great defensively. Um, what do you got for Eric Johnson? He's a D. Yeah, he's a he's a flat D. Uh, there's no heart vote on this one. This is like I mean, come on, look at the stat line. Look at what he could bring. 
he played all 48 games, but he could have played four games. He could have played eight games. You would have fooled me. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's nothing out there. It's it's weird. It's like I, I'm not like after every game, like when we do a show, we haven't really mentioned Eric Johnson all that much this year. Nope. And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I mean, like, you don't expect so much from him. Like he's not an integral part of like what they're doing as far as like goal scoring and, and, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, j- just, just in the offensive production standpoint, that's fine. He's a defenseman. And on the defensive end, do we really say anything like oh, Eric Johnson made this absolutely boneheaded play? I mean, everybody's going to do one from time to time. What? I don't know where I am with him as far as a grade. It's so tough. He's this is one of the tif- more difficult grades for me. I can help you. Who is his usual D partner? It's usually Sammy G. And what do we usually say about Sam Gerard? You usually see him before the goal scored. You know mm-hmm. why? Because mm-hmm. you never see EJ. Sam Gerard is making up for what is, EJ's not. There's a lot of times that Sammy G is is the, the odd man on a two-on-one rush. Why did that happen? There's maybe a number of reasons why, but is it's, Eric Johnson one of them? Maybe on some of those, sure. It's why I will not listen to the Sam Gerard. like, well, he's at every... No, it's because he's covering for somebody who's not there. He's mm. When he could play his position, Sam Gerard is fine. Yeah. When he's having to cover for EJ, who's having high C on the bench while like yeah. the play is going on. Like he's, he's just not there. He's, he's not doing anything know. on offense so, or defense. It's tough. It's tough. Like I, I uh, like, do you want more out of him? Sure. He's just been around for so long and you've seen what he can do. He's obviously on the downside of a, a career, but man, I, I just feel like, feels icky just giving him like a B or not a B, a D, like a D or a D plus. I'm like hovering D plus and C minus. So take the easy way out and just say that. And you (laughs) know, two grades right now. I I love EJ and he'd probably say the same about himself. He'd probably say, Hey, I'm not playing great. This is not like, Oh no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and we'll talk about this in the off season. What did they do with him? I want to resign him because of his name and what he means to the team on, on a very low number salary. I don't know. And the reason, I mean, you're shaking your head. No, but you know, this next guy we're going to do Brad hunt, 24 games played uh, three goals, three assists for six points. <laughs> He's got a plus He's minus got three. Half the games that is one point behind DJ. That's true. That is true. So, um, and I bring him up as like, okay, like if you don't sign, like, would you sign Eric Johnson just for a, a you know, a leak minimum deal, knowing what you can get out of him? Would it be comparable to what you're getting from, you know, a guy like Brad Hunt? But Hunt's been on just about every team in this league. Uh, I'm not saying he's found a home with the Avalanche, but he's been playing okay. He makes mistakes. And, and, and that, you know, that is something that, it seems like the mistakes he makes just seem like they're glaring, like yeah. really bad positional defensive plays. It takes a bad angle sometimes on guys. Uh, but other times he makes really good defensive plays and he's got one heck of a shot, which mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Um, I, I, you know, I would give Brad Hunt a solid C. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. He is a, he is your definition of a C. Um, yes, he makes mistakes. But yes, he also is that extra wrinkle on the blue line. 
that could bring you that slap shot and you're you're right back in it so yeah i just feel like you, you got to take the good with the bad with him right now and just hope the bad irons itself out the more time he gets with this team like he's only played 24 games believe it or not yeah so i mean it's unfair to grade him I mean, he's played you know half the games but no we're gonna i think he's deserving of a grade i think he's been yep. uh relevant enough where he's he's deserving of it and i have no problem giving him a c so i think I mean, we're in agreement there absolutely uh and this will be an interesting one curtis mcdermott he's only played 27 games you know had some injuries uh no goals four assists he's a minus one uh 33 penalty minutes which i believe is tops on the team probably uh no josh manson josh manson's got 40 penalty minutes that six less games <laughs> we're not doing josh manson by the way he's only played no. 21 games but uh curtis mcdermott you know what man um how how we were saying with, with jt confer and how he's just like a c machine every time we do this and he for me he was deserving of an a minus i think curtis mcdermott is deserving of a c plus yeah and and that is almost the equivalent of giving jt confer an a minus because usually yeah. mcdermott is in the d range D's. yeah i am fine with how curtis mcdermott has been playing yep he's in there for the muscle and you don't mess with my boys um and which is always you know it's nice to have uh, but you know the other side of that is just absolute buffoonery sometimes with his defensive play i feel like he's been okay yeah. on the defense he's not he, he's not just out there headhunting he's realizing like he has a role in getting pucks out of the defensive zone not being a liability and i don't think he has been this year no and he's he's cleaned up a lot of his defensive gaffes and he's also now providing that extra wrinkle as a an additional forward at times sometimes so, yeah and he also is trying to work on a shot boy he will fan the front row with his when he whiffs on it but my <laughs> goodness he's trying yeah so yeah. and that's something that like we could say with Hunt and McDermott like you could see where they're trying and where they fail and how they're cleaning up where they fail that just kind of goes back to EJ. Like he's been in the league so long, he's figured out how not to fail. Right. But, and he also knows how to produce, but we're not seeing that. Statues go outside the arena. But mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, right. but McDermott has been refreshingly good this yeah. year. So I, I definitely will side with that C. Plus. And I'm yeah. glad you said that because I was going to give him that grade when you said that. I was like, okay, good. Finally, I can yeah. get through a grade without. <laughs> he's been a pleasant surprise, I feel. Yep. So. Comment away, uh, either on uh, Twitter or on the uh, YouTube channel below. Um, Want to know what you guys think of uh, these grades. So um, that's what we got for today. And then tomorrow we will finish them up with the goalies. Pablo Francos and Alexander Georgiev will get their grades. And uh, we'll get everybody ready for the game against Pittsburgh. So that'll be enjoyable. Um, all right, it's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Um, again, follow us on our social media outlets. He is Mr. Shaggy Van Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.